Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Mr. Fryer, let's go. At the 12 day safe. Lawrence Holmes, noon to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Previously on the Lawrence Holmes Show. Oh, this gives me a chance to do the, the voice again. Um... Arlington Heights is accessible via expressways, I-290, Route 53, and 294, as well as Metra. Not exactly in the middle of nowhere. Do you know what else is accessible by major highways? The city. Now, I want you to think about the game day experience of funneling all those people from Route 53 and 355 into Arlington Heights 10 times a year. All I'm saying is this isn't a panacea for you not wanting to drive to the city. If you live near Arlington Heights, it's going to be great for you. Maybe. It could also be terrible for you. If you don't live anywhere near Arlington Heights, if you live in Homewood or Joliet or even Naperville, it's it's going to be similar because of what you're doing, the amount of people who are moving to one particular space. You know what? I hope your ass gets stuck in traffic the whole time the bears are out there. In conclusion, y'all can kiss my ass. Make me a bicycle, clown. <laughs> oh, man, that dude was on one yesterday. It was an enjoyable segment, though. It's Friday, y'all. Football with Pete Futek. He will be on the show at one. Darnell Mayberry will join me in the next segment, and we will talk about the Bulls and whether he thinks they can be competitive in a playoff scenario. In fact, we will talk with Darnell about all of that stuff in the NBA next.
here on The Score. Lawrence Holmes, noon to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Known Tristan for years. Great dude. Obviously, I competed against him in them Cleveland days um, when I was at Toronto. Um, championship experience. Um, good friend of mine. Got the utmost respect for him off the court. Um, and obviously, we all know what we what he could, what he brings on the court. So, um, I think this will be a great addition um, for us. Um, with what he's able to bring, um, veteran leadership, understanding, you know what it takes to win a championship. I mean, I'm probably just going to focus on the on the court, and I do think that he can help them. I think once we get to the off the court stuff, it there's other things to consider. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife. I mean, do what you want. Maybe you're interested. I don't know. That was DeMar DeRozan talking about the Bulls picking up Tristan Thompson. We are at the all-star break, but way beyond the halfway point of the NBA season. The Bulls only have 23 games left on their schedule. But the all-star break is here. It's going on in Cleveland. Darnell Mayberry does an incredible job of covering the Bulls for the athletic, and he's nice enough to occasionally come and hang out with us here at the score. He joins me on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline. Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. I say this all the time. If you like Chicago sports coverage and long-form stuff, you should have a subscription to the athletic. It doesn't cost a lot at all for what you get. Especially now, you get a guy like Darnell doing his thing. What's up, sir? I appreciate you joining me. Man, that is an intro. Lawrence, nice enough? It's a pleasure to join you, man. You're the best in the city. I always appreciate joining you. It's a pleasure. Well, thank you very much. How would you assess what the Bulls have done through the the all the pre-All-Star break portion of their season? They've been pleasant surprises. Uh, no one expected them to be 38 and 21 here at the All-Star break, tied for first place in the Eastern Conference. And you got to give them a lot of credit because they've done it in the face of so much adversity. First, it was, you know, I want to say first it was COVID, but really it started off as injuries with Kobe White's shoulder surgery in the offseason that he came into the season with. Uh, and then Patrick Williams going down five games into the season. So, uh, from there, COVID hit, and then injuries uh, took a toll even more. So uh, to be where they are, uh, and they're not the only team dealing with it, but to be where they are with a new team, I think it's incredibly impressive. I think it's impressive, too. And we've spent a lot of time talking about DeMar DeRozan, and for good reason. Like, what he's doing is is pretty fantastic. You're getting an opportunity to watch it up close. What's the the most impressive thing about what you've seen from him? You know, I said this earlier uh, today with someone else that he's not using the three-point shot. He's scoring these 30-point games, and he's not even taking threes on most nights. And I likened it to watching Michael Jordan uh, with his Wizards. And... You know, not in the Bulls days, but, you know, I was a, a fan of, of the Wizards growing up, and I got to see Mike score 48 and 51 on consecutive, uh, in consecutive games at, at, at that age, you know, 38, 39 years old. And everyone wanted to think it was a joke, but, you know, he got those points without using the three-point shot. And DeRozan 
in the era of the three ball is doing the same thing. He's racking up these scoring uh, numbers, these incredibly efficient scoring nights without even using the three-point shot. He's just doing the – he's playing the game the way he wants to play it uh, and scoring the way he knows how to score best. And I think that's just incredibly impressive to me that he's doing it his way uh, in the face of this era where everyone says you have to play a certain way. He's doing it the way he wants to do it. How did the Bulls go about convincing him that he was going to have this type of freedom in his game? Well, I think the 85 million helped. Uh, (laughs) He start there. (laughs) I think, I think that was a big factor. Uh, But then also, you know, understanding that Zach Levine, Uh, was on the cusp, but uh, hadn't quite reached that superstar level uh, and that he could come in and and work in tandem with Zach Levine, but also uh, have opportunities to be uh, Batman on occasion uh, if they go back and forth. But it just so happened that, you know, DeMar DeRozan is on on an incredible run uh, this season, and and he's kind of taken on that role full time. But I just thought they saw an opportunity. Uh, they talked about it. His, his cap has talked about it. They saw an opportunity here to come here and lead a young team and to put himself back in the conversation as one of the best players uh, in this game. Is there anything that surprised you so far about his way of interacting with his teammates? So it's a, it's a tricky question, Lawrence, because we're not in the locker rooms like we used to be after COVID. Uh, hopefully we get back in there next season, and that's going to be a big a big question mark for a lot of us. But, um, you know, so we don't get to see him interacting as much as we are accustomed to. Uh, but he just seems to have this calm demeanor. Every time you, you ask his teammates and, and coaches about him, uh, they always praise his poise and his calm demeanor and, and that he is willing to, pull a teammate aside. You saw him go down the champagne for Ayo Desumu's night at, at, at Illinois. So uh, those types of things really have, have really endeared him to his teammates and, and let them know that he's not just some superstar player who's a future Hall of Famer who is unapproachable, but uh, he's also their teammate who they can rely on and lean on uh, when they need some advice as well. Darnell Mayberry of The Athletic is joining me here as we talk about the Bulls. They are at the All-Star break. All-Star weekend is going on. It's underway tonight in Cleveland. How important was Zach Levine's trip to go see a specialist about his knee? To me, it feels like it was more for his own peace of mind than uh, anything else. It just sounds like he had a doctor out there that he had worked with in the past when he's gone through some previous knee injuries, and so he felt comfortable uh, and familiar with that doctor. So uh, it it just seemed like he needed that reassurance and peace of mind, and now that he has it, he can move forward uh, with peace and and understanding that he's okay, nothing structurally damaged or wrong, uh, and he can proceed and and move forward, close out this season on a good note. I I was talking with Cody Westerlin about this earlier in the week, Darnell. I was was saying how – this strikes me as someone who is, yes, dealing with an injury, but also dealing with getting older. And what I mean is, like, Zach's 26, but he's been playing for eight seasons in the NBA. There's a lot of minutes on those knees and on that back. And, and I, I just, as, as someone who's not as active as a Zach Levine, 
Like it, 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 it hits you in the, you know, man, like, you know, those moments you're like, why does my shoulder hurt today? Like I didn't do anything <laughs> to my shoulder. I feel like there's yeah. some of that going on too, where Zach expects his body to be one way, but with all the, the NBA minutes that he's put on his body, he's, he's NBA middle age at this point. Yeah. And, and it's funny. Cause you know, we, we still sort of see him as this, two-time slam dunk champion, but if you really think about it, Zach doesn't really get up like he used to. Um, you know, he, he picks and chooses his spots, uh, even on fast breaks where he's going to put on a show or he's just going to get two points. And I do think that there is a, an element of him having some wear and tear and just some, uh, you know, usage that has accumulated throughout his career. He's not a young guy anymore. Um, and, and even though he hadn't been to the playoffs, he's, he's played a lot of games, he's played a lot of minutes, uh, and he's, he's had a lot of usage throughout his career. So I, I do think that it's uh, starting to take a toll. Uh, but hopefully, you know, he's, he's okay in, the, in this last portion of the season. You mentioned the 23 games left. It's a brutal schedule for the Bulls. I think they have the second strongest strength of schedule remaining, and they're going to need to get as many wins as possible to hold on in the Eastern Conference standings. We've heard a lot about Alex Caruso getting ready to get back to that that time when they figure out if, if, if he's ready to return. There hasn't been a lot of talk about Lonzo. What's, what's the latest with both of those guys? You saw Lonzo a couple days ago uh, just kind of doing some routine rehabilitation work in the practice facility after a morning shoot-around. Uh, so he's out there and he's doing some recovery work. And that's good. That was a good sign. Uh, I don't think he's close. It's still probably a month or so away. Uh, same with Caruso. Although, you know, when they announced that Caruso six to eight week timeline, it was he will be uh, reevaluated in that time. And so it right. kind of felt like it might be longer than that. But then there you hear Billy Donovan talk about he's going to be back shooting and dribbling in another week or so. And, and you think, okay, maybe he can get out there sooner rather than later. And if anyone on this team, is capable of doing that. I would put my money on Alex Caruso just because of uh, his toughness, his mental toughness, uh, and, and how bad he wants to be out there. But, um, you know, I, I think we're, we're probably mid-March, uh, mid to late March on both of those guys still. When you're looking at the Eastern Conference after what happened with the trade last week, how do you see it? You know, I, I, I wrote an, a column on The Athletic and, and sort of got, took some heat for it, but I didn't think that that was the Bulls' best moment. I thought that the other teams improved. Uh, their, their biggest rivals in the Eastern Conference improved. Milwaukee, uh, team, um, Philadelphia, and, and Brooklyn particularly. And then you also have to contend with Miami, uh, which stood pat, but also uh, has a, a very tough roster for the Bulls to contend with. So you've got to be able to deal with those four teams, and three of the four improved. And and I'd also throw Cleveland into that mix, getting Karis LeVert to go with Darius Garland and Evan Mobley and Jared Allen. So uh, the Bulls could, you know, come out of this break and, and see it uh, go another way than it's gone in the, in the first portion of this season before the All-Star break. So uh, I, I don't know that there was a move out there for the Bulls to make, but the other teams doing what they did did make it tougher for the Bulls down the stretch in the regular season and into the playoffs. From a strategic standpoint, what should Bulls fans be concerned about when the Bulls make it into the playoffs? 
size, uh, Tristan Thompson will help. Um, but you know, he's, he's a limited player. He's not going to come in here and, and be the, the end all be all and, and the, and the solution. Um, but they, they will struggle at times with size and rebounding second chance points and, and such, um, guarding the ball. We've seen that if Alex Caruso or Alonzo ball are not available for whatever reason, whether it's injury or foul trouble, this team will struggle defensively in the pick and roll. Uh, and then also, you know, I've talked to some people, a scout uh, in particular, who told me that Billy Donovan is going to have a real tough decision to make. Is he going to be comfortable sitting Nikola Vucevic in the playoffs when the time comes and, and when warranted? Because teams are going to attack him in the pick and roll and whether or not he can uh, maintain his level of play defensively is going to be a big question for this Bulls team uh, when you're go- going against a-, a team in a seven-game series. So there might be times where he might have to, to sit Vucevic, and there are going to be moments where Billy Donovan is going to have to make some tough decisions. So those are some of the things. But, you know, we haven't seen this team healthy in such a long time. And, and when they are healthy, I do give them a shot against anyone because they play hard and they play together, and which was surprising to me, Lawrence, coming into the season because I thought it was going to take them some time to really start to get to know each other and acclimate, but they really play hard and play in as one unit. And I think that is going to help them going into the postseason. Yeah. I, I, I feel this way. I, I think that there are a lot of bad matchups for them. Like I look around the Eastern conference and I'm like, wow, like every team seems to be a bad matchup for them in some <laughs> way, but they play really well and they have, a guy that's having this spectacular season. I mean, I honestly say two guys. If you put Zach in there when he's healthy, and you go, can they overcome this in a series? Now, usually in a series, the better team ends up winning, and the team that's that's the better matchup ends up winning in the NBA. But I I'm not going to completely dismiss them because they've far exceeded anyone's expectation of what they could be coming into this season. The thing that concerns me, and they'll go back to those teams I mentioned earlier, Miami, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Brooklyn, and and even Cleveland. But I, I let's set aside Cleveland for a second. But those are four teams. In the regular season, the Bulls have two players who most nights, a lot of nights, are going to be the best two players on the floor. Against those four teams, that's not the case. Whether it's Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo in Miami, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving in, in, in Brooklyn. You got Giannis Antetokounmpo, Chris Middleton in Milwaukee. And then you've got now Joel Embiid and, and James Harden in Philadelphia. That's just a bad recipe for the Bulls when they don't have the best two players in, in any of those matchups. And I do think that the fact that they have role players who know their role uh, in Lonzo Ball and Alex Caruso, Io DeSumo I would throw in there, Hopefully they get Patrick Williams back and he can contribute. Uh, and Kobe White, obviously, with his sharp shooting off the bench. They've got players and pieces in play that they can make some noise. And also two shot makers, two lethal shot makers in DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine. They got a puncher's chance, but they just don't have the two best players in any of those matchups. And I do think that that's a bad sign for the Bulls. Once the postseason starts, isn't it fun though to be trying to analyze what a postseason matchup might look like <laughs> <laughs> instead of oh, what man, you've been doing? Last, hey, 
Hey, Lawrence, this time the last four seasons, we've been on tankathon.com, man, just trying to figure out the lottery odds. So, yes, you're absolutely right. It's so much better this way. I really enjoy it. Uh, great coverage as always, Darnell. I appreciate when you have time for us. Uh, let's talk again as, as the season kicks back in. Thanks for your time, man. All right. Thank you, Lawrence. Have a great weekend. I will try to. You do the same. This is Darnell Mayberry of The Athletic. Go get a subscription to The Athletic. There's a lot of cool stuff there. It's one of the places I go in the morning when I'm thinking about what we're doing on the show. Love a lot of the, the writers there. There's a lot of good content. Mr. Fryer, how would you feel if we took like a little sabbatical in the next segment to do something different? I'm with it. It's Friday. Okay. Because, you know, we were thinking about doing some wrestling stuff. Right. And I feel like we should just, we, we have the piece of sound. We should just do it. So why don't we do that? When we come back, there could be a seismic shift in wrestling. I'm going to talk about that. Wrestling. Next, here on The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Lawrence Holmes, noon to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Coming up at 1 o'clock, Pete Futek's going to be on the show. FIU Tech is going to be on the show. We're going to talk about college football. And then later, I'm probably going to talk about college baseball at some point. And I I said to Brandon earlier this week, I said, hey, man, we should at least discuss the, the Cody Rhodes story because Cody Rhodes had been on the show. And I was someone who was very much looking forward to what AEW was going to do to kind of change the wrestling game, wrestling game. And I think for the most part, they have accomplished that goal. Like they've been competitive on Turner and they've put together, I think good price, not perfect. uh, And I'm not compelled to watch every week, but when I do watch, I've enjoyed some of the things that I've saw in there and now it looks like and and Cody has become a big star like forget about the wrestling part of it because of the power of Turner he's popped up on other shows and other vehicles and I think that he's enjoying going beyond just being someone running a wrestling company or being a a wrestler and we can see that that can be a vehicle to a lot of different things what did you see this past weekend the rock introducing the super bowl and he looked uncomfortable which was strange because he almost never looks uncomfortable john cena has his bizarre show peacemaker i don't know if you're watching it it's bizarre it's good but it's bizarre so there is opportunity for people that can show their personality and cody's obviously like a good looking guy he's 
I, I hate to do this to one of my white brothers. He's very articulate. He's good on the microphone. Like, all of that stuff. But I, I have to say that it made me a little sad hearing not only is he leaving AEW, but that he might go back to the WWE. That seems really weird to me. And so it made me think back. I had Cody on the show two years ago, like when AEW was first coming back to Chicago, and AEW has its birth in Chicago. It's a If you talk to most wrestlers, they'll tell you how important this area is to the growth of wrestling at large. But I enjoyed hearing what his vision for what AEW could be and thinking back on it, like listening to all of it now, it kind of makes me sad. This is what he told me two years ago about what it is that he was trying to accomplish. This was two straight years before AEW became a thing of going to really small uh, markets, um, not small markets, small buildings in the big markets and seeing uh, what the fandom really liked. And it was a total, like, I'm trying to think, sample group of, of us getting the confidence to say, dude, the, there is a huge market for wrestling. Don't let people tell you that that wrestling is, is not popular anymore, or that it's, it's this niche market. It is not, because millions of people turned away around the 2001 point in time. And I'm not knocking anybody. But the formula for all of the wrestling is what those people who have stayed watching wrestling have been asking for for the last, you know, 18 years. It's, it's, that's the formula. If any, anybody asks, like, what are you guys doing that's so different? We're, 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 we're fans ourselves, and we're, and we're listening. We're able to put those things and implement those, those practices into, into what AEW has become. How difficult is it for you to stay on top of what the company is doing, uh, stay on top of what your wife is doing in, in the company as well, and stay on top of how you perform in the ring? Well, I don't really, I guess I don't think of it as difficult as much as I think of it as, as full-time. Um, I work AEW seven days a week, and anybody who collects a check from AEW who doesn't is already on my list of people I'm not too I'm not too keen on, and there's there's very few, if if perhaps none, of those people, um, because that that's what you have to do. It's it's a full time gig, and it's one that I saw growing up because my dad was part of management in terms of you know executive producer and a booker for Jim Crockett, but then even more so when I was alive, what he did at WCW, I was able to see the balance as well. And I learned the balance too, from somebody like triple H who, you know, around the time that I broke into WWE was in the middle of that management, even though we didn't know he was management meets uh, performer meets competitor. And to me, that's just what makes it full time. I love it. I love doing the mental math on knowing, okay, I want to produce this segment in segment one, but I need to be ready to go by segment seven. I want to be in the go position chair before the first dark. I want to talk to this talent before they go out there and give them words of encouragement. I want to make sure I tell this talent that thing they did that they should never do again. I mean, all that stuff. I love it. That's the job. That's the job. And I got the greatest education having grown up in the family. I got that wouldn't have been put to use unless this job had presented itself. Part of the reason that I chose that piece of sound to play for you was because of what he said about Triple H. He clearly 
learned a lot and admired elements of, of Triple H in his career. There are a lot of people who think it won't make sense for him to go back to WWE because there's bad blood between him and Triple H. And I don't mean bad blood as in, at the next WrestleMania, I'm going to take you down, Triple H. Not that type of bad blood. But you even, even in that cut, you heard him say, yeah, he was management. We didn't really know that he was management. There's a lot of people that feel that way about Triple H, but it's clear that he does have some respect for what he learned from him. But it, it does make me sad, and, and I guess there's a chance that him and Brandy stay in AEW or return to AEW, but it seemed like their, their approach, the Young Bucks' approach to changing and giving an alternative for wrestling fans, I found it to be kind of uplifting because Vince has been working in Monopoly mode for a really long time, and to see him... Go back, if he does go back there, it would be disappointing, but I don't want to try to keep that man from getting his money. And maybe he felt like this was the end game all along. But it does make me sad a little bit that it wor- it was working. And he's still kind of like, you know what? Let me go back over there and see if I can go conquer over there. I wish everyone involved a lot of luck, but it did make me a little sad. College football news with my man. From College Football News. Pete Futek is going to join me to talk about why there isn't an expansion to the college football playoffs. That's next here on The Score. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 